Sussex's Desert Diaries. Week 25. Hello, Arizona calling. Well, this week I've been cooking up a British storm. The girls' school had a big event this week to celebrate all the different cultures and heritages from the family histories of their students. Now, all Americans, apart from Native Americans, are immigrants, of course, although a lot of them do seem to conveniently forget this fact a lot of the time. But the families with Irish and Italian roots are certainly really proud. And we've met loads of people whose families from many generations ago have come from all over Europe, Eastern Europe in particular, and also Scandinavia. In fact, one friend I've made had great-grandparents who were Norwegian. I just can't imagine the huge shock they must have had leaving the snow-covered fjords for the dust of the desert. Anyway, the nation celebration, as it was called at the girls' school, asked for each family to bring a dish that represented their culture. Well, we racked our brains. Shepherd's pie, cauliflower cheese, fish and chips, of course. Then we settled on the thing that we thought people would have absolutely no clue about. Toad in the hole. Now, needless to say, it did take some convincing. I'm sorry, what in the what? Now, I don't reckon it's going to start appearing on many American tea tables in the Greater Phoenix area anytime soon. But, you know, most people enjoy trying out something a bit new. This week, I also met a man who told me loads about the history of Phoenix and how air conditioning basically turned it from a city of just 60,000 people in the 1950s to nearly 5 million today. He said how his granddad grew up down the road in Tucson and was one of six. And from May until September, every single year, they basically lived outside. They would even sleep on the porch every night. His mum tying bed sheets to the railings. As of course, there was no aircon. It was just completely impossible to sleep inside. Now, this man, Mike, also shared with me that when Phoenix was first settled by white Americans in the 1860s, The native people had obviously already been around for centuries by then, but there were so many choices for what the new city should be called. And Phoenix, which I think is a great name, was nearly called, wait for it, Pumpkinville. (laughs) I'm going to say that one more time so the full horror sinks in. Pumpkinville. I think I can safely say I don't think I would have given up my job, left my friends and family, flown 6,000 miles to come and live in a place called Pumpkinville. Dear me. Talking of pumpkins, the whole city has gone pumpkin crazy because, of course, Halloween is just around the corner. Every single supermarket is selling a gazillion different varieties by the door. The aisles are stuffed full of pumpkin pies. Every coffee house is flogging many varieties of pumpkin latte. Even the bars are trying to get us to drink pumpkin beer. Why? Why would anyone do that? I'm talking of Halloween. I'm sure you're aware that Americans go completely crazy for it. So more on that for you next week. And thank you so much to everyone who's been in touch with me to ask how my mum is. Obviously, having a parent so ill so far away is hard enough, let alone when you've just moved to another country yourself. We did have some really bad news this week as the surgeon said that further results had come back and her cancer was much more advanced than they thought, even after the operation. So that was hideous, as you can imagine. Then she went to see an oncologist who said he could give her immunotherapy, which is a relatively new form of targeted treatment. So the prognosis wasn't quite as bad as we feared. So some relief. But then he told her she'd need treatment every three weeks until it stopped working. So she wouldn't be able to travel until the treatment stopped, at which point she would be too ill to travel. So mum's one wish was to come and see her grandchildren in America. And you can imagine this was really devastating news for her. But then the oncologist called back again the next day saying he'd had an inkling about something and he ordered some more tests, found out she's got a very rare genetic mutation, which means the cancer's caused by this. So no chemo, 
no immunotherapy. Instead, she's going to have one tablet a day called an inhibitor. It's not going to cure her, but it will give her more time. And if it works, we'll know in a couple of months, she will be able to visit. What a roller coaster this week has been. So cross your fingers and toes, please. And I'll see you in the desert. I know you're going to think I'm a soppy old bat, but genuinely, every review you have left me or message you have sent me really does mean a lot. It just makes me feel like I'm not on my own shouting at a cacti and the dog. So thank you so much again. And another gentle slash desperate plea to please spread the word. If you think there's anyone you know who might enjoy listening to the podcast, please bung them my way. You're terrific. Ta.